Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Paul White. It is the 16th day of July, and I'm so happy that you've made the choice to be with me on this Saturday. We're going to be in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we're going to read the 13th verse in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to introduce you to the sermon that we'll post tomorrow, and I always try to do this on Saturday to give you a little behind the scenes. This is this one's unlike any I've preached in a while. Well, first of all, the title alone, um, the, the sermon you'll be looking for, and it'll be available wherever you're listening to your podcast. If you want the video version, YouTube, our page is PWM. Um, you can go to paulwhiteministries.com. The sermon is titled, Don't Be a Buster. <laughs> and the reason that I titled that it that way is because I stumbled across that that translation of a Greek word um, by a commentator, and I built a sermon out of that idea. Well, the sermon sort of built itself. Here's the inside scoop. There's a couple of different Greek words that are translated into the English for friend. One is philos, and the other is heteros. And philos is what we think of a friend. When you think of the word friend, Philos is what the Greeks had in mind. But I don't think the English translators knew what to do as well with heteros because it has no endearment in it. You know them, but you're not close to them. And they could have almost used stranger, but that doesn't work either because heteros has its roots in the same spot as friend. And so it's often translated comrade. Well, I took the liberty Uh, and followed the lead of another Greek scholar who said it's probably closer to the English for, hey, buster. And once I had that, well, we were off to the races. What that sermon will do is take you into the book of Matthew exclusively, where we will spend three separate moments, one from Matthew 20, one from Matthew 22, one from Matthew 26, in which we encounter someone. Matthew, by the way, is the only writer in the New Testament that uses the Greek word heteros, So he had something in mind, and we find all three usages, all three times when heteros is used, a word that we very liberally translate, hey, buster, in this sermon. Don't be a buster. I don't want to give away the three passages, and I don't want to give away what they might stand for. I've given you enough, hopefully, to whet your appetite to want to go listen to that sermon. It'll post tomorrow, wherever you get your podcasts. And again, at our website and our YouTube page, look for Don't Be a Buster. This comes from the second of three sermons we did at Grace Life Church in Culloden, West Virginia. Uh, Okay, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Paul says this, Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Think about this phrase, hold fast the pattern of sound words that you've heard from me. This is Timothy's responsibility to take what he's heard Paul say and hold on to it. And whenever you think about holding on to something, you think about the valuable versus the worthless. You've heard me preach recently, in fact, we aired a few weeks ago a sermon called Let Go. Well, some things need to be let go of. If I were to do a follow-up to that sermon, we might say, hold fast. And what that follow-up would say is that you don't let go of everything. 
You just let go of the things that don't do you any good. You let go of the things that are not appropriate in the season. You let go of what no longer defines you. But some things you hold fast to. Now, the very fact that you have some things to hold fast to is probably obvious. What is less obvious is that you'll have to hold them fast because if you don't, you might lose them. And that's worth exploring as to what does it look like when we lose the things we need to hold on to. We're not told to hold fast to our salvation, like we're somehow going to slip back into a state of not knowing him, but we do have to hold on to the sound doctrine, to the sound words. We do have to hold on to what we learned in the faith and the love, and the reason we have to hold on to it is because everything's against it. Everything in this world is designed against the faith and the love that you have found in Christ Jesus. It's against the faith because it wants to, you to prove everything in the natural realm. It mocks, the, the system of the world mocks faith because it calls it blind and the stuff of fools and the ignorant. And that if you weren't so gullible, you wouldn't believe in this thing you can't see and touch and taste and feel. Um. So the world's system's against faith. It, it, it looks at faith as a thing that you have in yourself, not in a thing you have in God. The world loves the phrase, have faith in yourself. But the system of the world isn't keen on have faith in the resurrected Christ. Because that, that demands you believe Christ resurrected. And let's be honest, if Christ resurrected, you really ought to take Christ serious. <laughs> you really ought to take serious listening to every single word Jesus says. And this is why I'm a big advocate of let's take people back to a resurrected Jesus only when they are convinced of a resurrected Jesus. And that doesn't happen by argument, but by revelation. Only then will they take Jesus as serious as he should be taken. And that we have to hold on to. So we have to hold on to faith, but we also have to hold on to the love that's in Christ Jesus because the systems of the world make you earn your love. And they, make, and they don't allow for a love that's unconditional. They put limits and terms on it. And so you'll have to hold on. This is the same phrase, by the way, in the Greek that's used in Hebrews 12, 28. Listen to the author of Hebrews. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. And it's the same Greek phrase there. Hold fast. Hold fast to grace by which you serve him. And I think it's because you're going to have to hold on to grace too in that you're going to have to hold on to this understanding that favor is yours because it's easy to slip back into this idea that there's something you can do to earn this and to keep this. And I, I've, I know better that I know and, and have been fully persuaded that there's nothing I can do to make this salvation work outside of faith in Christ, and yet I still find myself slipping and not holding fast that sound doctrine. So I encourage you today, there are some things worth holding on to. When you find them, hold fast to them. You'll have to hold fast because it becomes so easy in the midst of a sloppy system of the world to let go of them and grasp something else. Okay, tomorrow... We continue uh, in 2 Timothy chapter 1, and we're going to finish this chapter soon, I promise. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.